I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Michael Trick, who's a Senior Associate Dean, Education, and Higgins Professor of Operations Research at the Tepper School of Business at Carnegie Mellon University, and is a partner in the Sports Scheduling Group, which has provided schedules for Major League Baseball teams and umpires for the last eight years. And we're talking about the math involved with scheduling sports. Mike, can you tell us about how people go about scheduling leagues and sports games and, and the math they use? Sure. The use of mathematics in sports scheduling has happened a lot more in the last uh, 10 or so years. There's always been a good history of the use of mathematics in sports scheduling, uh, dating back to really some fundamental work on how to create round-robin sports schedules. And some of that stuff continues to be used. But over time, things get more complicated. You want different things in a schedule. And so a lot of the work that began in the mathematical fields of graph theory and combinatorial design has changed over more into the world of operations research and optimization, which kind of allow for different types of constraints, uh, different types of objectives, and different types of schedules. So there's been a variety of mathematics that's been used, but now a lot of it is happening in the world of optimization. And when you say round robin, that's where like a group, each team will play the other, right? Exactly. And so you have, if you've got 10 teams, then everybody will play nine games, one game against everybody else. And it looks like creating such a schedule would be pretty easy, but you've got to be careful. If you just try to write down the games, you can quickly find yourself stuck and unable to complete a schedule. And that's when uh, there was a lot of fundamental work on, you know, yes, there is always a round-robin schedule. Yes, this is an algorithm that will always create it. And so there are a lot of constraints involved. There's the players involved, you know, the teams. Owners in a league have their requirements. The fans would like things to happen. They don't want to leave, not see the team for three weeks, for example. Uh, And now television, I guess, is important too, and even officials. Yeah, all of that comes into play, especially as you get into the professional sports leagues. If you are trying to schedule your kids' soccer games, then a lot of those constraints won't come into play, and all you you might be looking for is a simple round-robin schedule. But as you get more and more of these things coming into play, you're going to add more and more constraints and move yourself uh, more out of kind of the simple, unconstrained world into a much more complicated world. You mentioned a soccer league. One of the articles about scheduling, I think it was a league in New Jersey, and they had hundreds of games that they had to schedule, and so they had to figure out fields and things like that. Yeah, some of the biggest things that need to be scheduled are kids' sports leagues, simply because there could well be hundreds of teams. There's all these requirements, all these scheduling issues. Those can be much, much bigger than some of the pro leagues. Fortunately, the kids' constraints seem a little easier than most of the things that come in when billions of dollars are on the line. (laughs) Yeah, so far no networks are involved in that, at least. Generally not. Also in the articles, it it always mentions like there's always something that seems to come up. Like people will present a schedule, they'll bring it to the league, and the league says, oh, and by the way, like the Red Sox have to be home on Patriots Day. Is that the case? Well, we we hope that we know about the Red Sox and Patriots Day, but there there is always something where there's perhaps a last minute of rock concert trying to come through, and is it possible we could possibly do something, or they have forgotten kind of a key constraint. A political convention is in town, and they forgot about it and didn't put it on their list, and then we've got to, got to go back and try to patch up the schedule. The trouble with that is these schedules tend to be very tightly intertwined. It's impossible to just change one game. And that makes life very complicated because you don't want to mess up everybody else because of one team forgetting a requirement. Obviously, you're pretty busy in academia, and I also notice you're a blogger. So do you have to apply scheduling techniques to keep your life in order? 
<laughs> Luckily, I've got a small company. Uh, I, I'm a partner with, with uh, my, my two other partners, and we have a brilliant woman who is our chief scheduler, and she, she does a tremendous amount of the work necessary to get the schedule together, and she's brilliant in her own way at this stuff. So, Mike, is there anything you'd like to add about scheduling? Or No, no this uh, this really has been a great sign of how the mathematical advances have combined with the computing advances to really change the way an entire area of business has been done. None of this could have happened 20 years ago. We didn't know the mathematics when we didn't have the computing. It's only the combination of the two that's really come together and made a big difference. Uh, that was Michael Trick, who's a Senior Associate Dean, Education, and Higgins Professor of Operations Research at the Tepper School of Business at Carnegie Mellon University, and a partner in the Sports Scheduling Group, which has provided schedules for Major League Baseball teams for the last eight years. Mike, thanks very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.